we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche. Welcome to another week of absolute madness of 2021. Don't really know where to start. I'm in America, of course, where let's not even go there. Uh, you're in the UK, of course, in the north of England, in Liverpool, where it's just raining, I believe. That's the headline for this week. Just rains now in 2021. That's what 2021 does, right? Yeah, absolutely. Miserable sort of outlook, raining, need web feet, walking into the office today <laughs> and had that, you know, that whole experience where you, I say that, you know, remember Manchester, uh, <laughs> so take yourself back to Manchester, walking down the road this morning, car comes past, absolutely deviated oh, to go through the puddle. No, What no. a complete beep. I don't know what the equivalent of that would be here. Maybe a cowboy riding a bit close to me when I'm hiking and and, and kicking (laughs) dust up into my face. Would that be the same? I don't know. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. It's that wet here. I can't even imagine dust kind of thing. But yeah, no, it's it's bad. 2021 is, um, it's not been kind so far. Um, Not really? uh, Yeah, you know, um, I I think it's it's still tough (laughs) um, and continues to be tough. But I think the conversations, the conversations that we're having the conversations that I'm having at the moment are like brilliant you know some fantastic northern power women that are you know that have checked in on me which is really interesting because we've always talked about that check in the checkers and a gathering that we had last week for which was like the midway of, of our virtual mentoring oh yeah um, program yeah. oh my goodness this it's weird isn't it when we're so overwhelmed with zoom calls or video yeah. calls how happy was I to see 90 people on wow. the screen in front of me? Uh, I mean, Debbie Francis over you is just wonderful, really down to earth. Did the typical straight after the, the, the Q&A sort of session that we had, the, the webinar, was I okay? You know, and I'm like, this is, it's madness, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, no, not so much. They're taking the OB away, you know. Um, but it, it just, just really, I just, I don't know. There was just something really uplifting. We did, um, um, at the end of last week, we started a team high five kind of session. We did. Uh, yeah. And it was the highlight of the week, having all of you faces, the team volunteers, people, people who just, you know, our our peeps, yeah. you know, and, and it was fab. So there were two questions, weren't there? You know, what what you're high fiving this week, and secondly, what you're having for tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you see, northern through and through. This is one of the most important questions any northerner can ask another. What are you having uh, for your tea? <laughs> but, there, but, but there was something about that on the Friday, and then the mentoring on the Monday about having this massive smiley people in front of you, um, which. I just it was such an uplift 
such yeah. a massive uplift. And seeing them all smiling and then seeing them all chatting and seeing them, you know, screens on. You know, normally you get a lot of calls that people go screens off. Just something truly wonderful about that, to be honest. And Debbie was wonderful. And, and again, it was someone had posted on LinkedIn, you know, gosh, if ever there was a, a time for a bit of uplift, if ever I found yeah. the right thing, this this space now where not only is a mentor-mentee relationship, it's that peer around you. And even if you don't know the other 88 people on the call, which you won't because they're from all sectors all mm. over the north. And, you know, our, our, our big friends, you know, our friend over in Perth, Karen, who did yes. our life lessons yeah. earlier. She's like one of our mentors. How amazing is that? That's and so I think cool. For me, this absolutely demonstrates from the high five team, you know, community chat that we had um, to the mentoring, just the, the power of that, the power of people keeping people connected. We went into lockdown one, the first step of the first season of the box set, um, you know, talking about connections and, and now more than ever in this 2021 January um, uh, version, keep doing that. So even if you think sometimes you're, you're most um, overwhelmed with Zoom calls or whatever, pick the right ones, pick the right spaces where you can get a bit of uplift and a bit of energy. So I think so true. that that's bit and that gets you. And you know, if you're doing that, you're not looking out the window at the rain. <laughs> Do you know something? And we've talked so much about mentoring ever since I've been working with you, Simone, and, you know, we've become friends, obviously, throughout the whole last few years of Northern Power Women. And we've talked so much about the power of mentoring and how it can really transform your career at any stage of your career, how important it can be, how critical it can be for your mental health, your well-being and everything as well. I've never had a mentor. And that is going to change. That is going to change. <laughs> that is going because it's important. It's important to you know. I've had a, a couple of conversations with uh, some brilliant women, Emily Cox and Sue Douthwaite and Ruth Shaw, in the last uh, three or four days, and just having some of those conversations where it's a two-way. Mm. You know, you're listening to them as to what you can help and support and vice versa you know you see you have those informal kind of more mentoring or peer groups or tribes yeah. or whatever you're going to call it but there's something really important about having somebody that you can ask that career question something that you may think oh I don't want to bother them or, or whatever but what I found with this group as well is them them asking out for questions for them so they're not just saying I'm important my advice I'm going to get even more advice for you so I think there is something really special so we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that so mentor for Sam Walker award-winning journalist <laughs> Sam Walker we are gonna hook you up with somebody that's not like you because that's what it's about isn't it I suppose about, it is isn't it I mean do you know what my you know, instant reaction is don't have time don't have time don't have time to speak to anyone else don't have time got homeschooling got 20,000 animals got 20 million clients I'm working with don't have time don't have time but in fact quite often that's the time when you do need to speak to somebody when you don't have any time so look what let's what do they say here let's stick a pin in that let's stick a pin yeah. in that yeah <laughs> let's come back to that now look um also this week, it's been a really interesting poll, Northern Power Women poll, all about whether you feel supported by your employers. Now, my husband has gone back into the office today for the first time since March 2019. He also picked the day that's a really big homeschooling day that I've got five Zoom meetings and a live podcast recording. But let's not go into that right now, Simone, uh, of all the days he could have picked. But anyway, uh, so I've got two children at home <laughs> with me and trying to do everything else. Um but he's gone back into the office. It, there hasn't been 
a lot of support from his employer, I would say, in terms of mental health. But I think that's because so because all healthcare is privatised here, right? So we get a health plan. And on the health plan, we were looking the other day to see there is a one-to-one counsellor available to us if we want to talk about any issues. So I guess in a roundabout way, he has had that big support from his employer, whether it's not been a kind of a direct HR thing, front page of the health plan offered by his business. And it's a big company he works for. So you log on to that business page in the health plan, if you see what I mean, is do you want support at this time for your emotional well-being? And I thought, huh, That's really impressive that they put that front and centre of what they offer. It says, at no extra cost to you. Obviously, we're paying for healthcare, but you know what I mean. But, I mean, what did the poll say? What were people coming back with about? Are they supported by their employer during this lockdown? Yeah, do you feel your employer is supporting your mental health uh, whilst you're working from home slash furloughed? 72% that are working from home said, yes, they absolutely uh, were um, wow, that's good. Uh, yeah, twenty five percent said no, and then one percent um, said they were if they were furloughed. Uh, so one percent if they were furloughed, uh, and I think that's mm, really gosh. interesting with furlough because it's almost that out of sight, out of mind. Um, but do you know what was really interesting? And this, you know, it started as a as a work compass. You know, it's about work and your employer. Yeah. Um, you know, Claire Gallery Strong gave a big sort of. Um, you know, uh, high fives to the um, the NDA, the um, uh, the nuclear decommissioning authorities, doing us proud and putting people first. Encouraged us to take long lunch times so we can get exercise in the daylight. Uh, I have to say, I've been doing that with my team um, as well. You know, get out in the daylight, get out yeah, because there's something a bit demotivating about the short days. But then it got really interesting. Is you know another post on there? You know, I work from home, and I know a few people are going through domestic abuse. They're not able oh. to be productive. Um, and then I got so another comment here from you know it's not the same, but I caught my landlord going through my bedroom drawers and in my paperwork the other day so now I'm stressed when I go out and they often come back to my post opens you know it, so so it's That's it's horrendous. not quite you know so I know it's not that it is not related it's nothing the employer can do no. about that but that's that's something I think it's something it's that appreciation of what someone could be going through at home and I say it's not something that an employer can deal with that but actually it's it's sometimes just Oh, so many things going on, you know, um, and what people are worried about. um... After what happened to me last year with a landlord here who threatened us, tried to sue. I mean, it was the most horrendous thing I've ever been through. Accused us of attacking him, accused us of attacking the gardener who came over and eventually accused us of threatening his family and said that he would, if he ever saw us again, use the Arizona open carry law and right to defend himself and shoot us. Um, that was an interesting episode of my podcast. I make the podcast, of course, Sam Walker's Desert Diaries about my move here to Arizona. But that, having to bundle my children into a car of someone I'd only known a couple of months because I didn't know very many people here to say, take my children away because if this guy comes over now, I cannot have my children in the house because this man had a key to my house and would let himself in. And then to pack all my stuff up under police escort. And I know that's an extreme version, but starting with some, the landlord going through your post and looking through yeah. your things is horrendous it is the Mm. worst feeling of violation and as for domestic abuse to know that you're not safe in your own home is just the worst worst that's your sanctuary it's the one place you should feel secure and safe 
So, oh my gosh, my heart goes out to them and I really, really hope they can get some help because it's it's yeah. the worst. And exactly as you've said, there you are then on your next Zoom call and someone's going, oh, why haven't you put your camera on? Put your camera on, put your camera on. And you don't know if that person's in a complete state because they've just found the landlord going through their stuff or they've just had a huge row with a, an, a kind of angry, abusive partner. We don't know what is going on in people's lives. And I think it is so important to remember that. Good grief. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I think it's just it's just something that, and we have put out on on social as well. You know, if we can signpost, you know, sort of don't be alone in this. You know, or, very much because so. it, it's just yeah. This and this this is why we say, isn't it, that the power community don't be alone. And I thought it was very, you know, thought it was yeah. brave of her to you know, put that out there as well. Look, before we get some life lessons going on in our life, I want to I want to share one life lesson with you, Simone. <laughs> I don't know if you have seen this quite extraordinary story, but how are you, Simone Roche, with passwords for things? You know, when you go onto a website and it goes, enter your password. Are you someone who can instantly recall that password, find it, input it? Perhaps it's in your brain, perhaps it's on a keychain. Or are you someone who has to reset password on things on a semi-regular basis? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Same here. Just done it this morning. Resend me, reset password link. Yep, it's absolutely. so annoying. But we have so many now. And my husband, working in tech, always says, "Don't use the same password across all sites." And I'm like, "That's all very well. When you've got 87 sites, how are you meant to remember everything?" And then, so I try and have a little system where I use different numbers and different letters in sort of different. You know, I use words and then numbers in different orders to try. And then it gets to it and I'm like, oh, it just doesn't work. And I think, oh, so thank goodness for Reset Password, eh? So what about a man called Mr. Thomas? His name, Mr. Thomas, Stefan Thomas, to be precise. Now, he works, uh, he's German, but he works in San Francisco. And a few years ago, he did a bit of a job um, for making a video for someone, like a, a big sort of corporate video. And it was all about cryptocurrency, okay, bitcoins. And he made this video for this company and they paid him in bitcoins. They paid him 7,000 bitcoins, which was worth about $7,000 at the time. Okay, so it was a good chunk of money, but he was obviously doing pretty well in his business. He left it to one side and he didn't do anything about it. Now, he wrote the password for the crypto account on a piece of paper, Simone. A piece of paper. He subsequently lost the piece of paper. And what he's realised is that his Bitcoin account is now worth £175 million. I'm going to say that again. £175 million. Now, the way that this account is set up, there isn't no, there isn't a reset your password link. You have 10 attempts to put your password in and then it is locked forever. He has currently got two chances left. (laughs) Oh my God, that is the ultimate. Who wants to be a zillionaire, isn't it? Exactly. So next time you think you can beat yourself up over a brain fog, that it's a bit of a faff that you can't remember your password for (laughs) boots or whatever it might be, just... Just remember Stefan Thomas in San Francisco. He's got two attempts left at 175 million quid. Someone's been in touch with him, actually, some big tech geek. 
saying uh, that essentially, uh, I'll do it for you. I can work it out for you, but it'll cost you 10%. <laughs> You do it. I take it. it. You absolutely (laughs) take it. I know. So there you go. Just beware. Get your passwords down somewhere because you never know. Oh, and how entrepreneurial of the uh, the tech? I know. I know. He said it'll take me six months. Exactly. He said it'll take me six months, but I'll do it. I'm like 17 million quid for six months work. I'll do it. Thank you. (laughs) Amazing. Right. Talking of lessons, let's get some more life lessons going on, Simone. Oh, we've got Jackie Wilkinson this week, who is a self-employed nutrition coach. And she has worked in science and safety for decades. But now she is standing up for the devastating health consequences of Britain's deteriorating eating habits. So here's Jackie's life lessons. Hello, Northern Power Women. My name's Jackie Wilkinson. I'm self-employed in nutrition coaching. I speak to businesses and groups about eating well, run courses and work with people individually. What advice would you pass on to someone starting their career today? You might have a dream for your future, but you don't need a detailed plan, so relax about that. Opportunities will pop up all the time. Be flexible about which ones you'll take and which ones you'll leave. Some will be stepping stones to better things. Some will give you learning and development opportunities. All the while you can be building a diverse network. I've had roles I absolutely loved. Some I hated and others that were initially scary. I've worked to move into roles I wanted and fallen into others that came along unexpectedly. I've been headhunted by other departments. And then there's the dreaded company reorganisation. The switch from safety to nutrition was my decision. I'm blessed to have a scientifically inclined brain useful for both. But I certainly didn't plan or imagine 35 years ago I'd veer off the expected track. That's how life is. It's rare actually for anyone to follow a straight path to their ultimate position. And in any case, winding paths are more fun and your career will be your adventure. What would you tell a 25 year old about work-life balance? Well, you need to have one. I was wildly ambitious in my youth. As a compulsive serial achiever, Work and competitive sport ate up all my time and energy. I progressed in my career. I represented Great Britain in field archery on and off for 21 years. Working on site, working away, training, traveling, competing, more working. It was relentless. I used to wonder what other folk did with their evenings and weekends and what relaxing and messing about might feel like. I think the abnormal lockdown times helped us all realise how important it is to devote time to our family and friends and a little self-care and still leave some space to do nothing at all. Tell us about a time you have had to be resilient. I didn't realise why at the time, but by following dietary advice I'd been given, I had about 10 years when I was overweight, tired all the time, hungry all the time, moody, miserable, often ill. Happens to lots of folk actually. In the end, I got really ill. 
and was incapacitated for a year and a half. I had to go down to part-time working and change role, ending my high-flying career. It was a long, difficult time, but I never gave up searching for solutions. Then I learned that we are not all the same. My supposedly healthy diet didn't suit my body chemistry at all and was the root of my problems. It was a revelation. I radically changed how I ate. In my 30s, I was a mess. I'm over 50 now, but I feel 19. And that's how I ended up where I am. When have you faced imposter syndrome? And what did you do about it? Talking to people in all sorts of roles, imposter syndrome seems to be very common, particularly among women. I think it's mainly wrapped up in confidence rather than competence. I was a woman in a man's world all through my career. Mostly it wasn't an issue, more my own perceptions of myself. I remember thinking sometimes, if I can just keep doing this job, they won't know I can't do this job. How bonkers is that? I was not only female but also very young when I was first given a team to manage that included many men, some decades older than me. One of them in particular did not like it at all. I kept at it in a feel the fear and do it anyway sort of way, going on to plant to visit them often. 30 years later, we still chat if I bump into them in town. If imposter syndrome strikes you, acknowledge that it's uncomfortable, but crack on regardless and give your best. I bet you do a great job anyway. What's one piece of advice that has really stuck with you? Despite a life in science, I always wanted to write a book. It took me years and years. Succeed in sport came first, then survival guide for the skint. My healthy habits yearbook will hopefully be next. The advice that's made it possible came from a book on writing. William Zinser's On Writing Well. It's short, simple and applicable to many goals. It says, Determination alone will lead to success. Thank you so much to Jackie Wilkinson. Do you know what I loved about some of the things she said there? I like the fact she said you don't need to have a plan for everything. You know, don't feel... And we've talked about this loads of times on this podcast. Don't think at 22 you need to go, right, by 25 I'll be here, by 30 I'll be here, by 35 I'll be here. Because life doesn't work like that. You know, career is never a linear path. And she says to celebrate that, you know sometimes going down the wrong path is as much a great brilliant lesson that will come back to to give you so much more later in your career than you ever imagined i love that i like the fact she casually dropped in that she she, she represented archery you know great britain for archery for many many years badass i love that and um a determination alone she says will lead to success and i think You know, cream rises is something one boss said to me at a radio station many, many, many years ago. Cream rises. And sometimes it feels like you're never going to rise up as much as you want to. And it's really frustrating. But keep on keeping on, I think, is her theme. I loved that. 
Yeah, I thought she had all of those, all of the things, as, you know, I think that we talk about a lot, you know, the, the work-life balance and the self-care, I think I'm trying to drum that in to myself. So I'm probably going to say it on every podcast for the first three <laughs> months of this year, just to make sure that I do it. Um, because yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I thought really, really and what, a, what a journey she's had, hasn't she? She yeah. has got, she definitely needs to be writing that book. 100%. We'd love your life lessons, whatever you had to say. Please do get in touch. Send us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. We'll tell you what to do. It's dead easy. It'll take you five minutes and it's literally the favourite bit of everybody's week. So thank you so, so much if you do that. Look, before we head off into the sunset slash drizzle, Simone, I've not had an update from your jigsaw world for some time. You became the queen of the jigsaw during lockdown one and possibly two. What number are you on now? Who knows? 47. Uh, Are you still jigsawing? Well, I have to uh, make full disclosure here. Uh, This very morning, I made the decision to bring a jigsaw into the office. Oh, come on. She's done it. I love that. Uh, Well, do you know, we've talked about screen time a bit on this this part, actually. And and it was just a conversation I was having yesterday. And I thought it's really impossible sometimes to, it's not impossible, of course it's not impossible, but it's difficult to sometimes get away from your screen. And I thought, we've got two deaths in here because there's only me and Northern Power Man in here at the moment. We're only doing half day in the office and then going home, just have a bit of a break and, you know, daylight and all that kind of thing. And I thought, right. I'm going to do it. And you know what? In one phone call today, I had a brilliant phone call and I did all the edges, you know? (laughs) Come on. This is double win. These are the wins we're looking for in lockdown number 47. This is what we need to celebrate. (laughs) So, yeah, so now, from now on, all of you now who have a phone call as opposed to a Zoom meeting with me, know I'm going to be on the jigsaw because... (laughs) So next time you're on a call with Simone, just go, Mr. Bit, and then you'll know. (laughs) You will know. Fantastic stuff. Simone, as ever, marvellous to speak to you. Thank you so, so much for listening as ever. The next episode of the Northern Power Women podcast is coming your way on Monday, January the 25th. Until then, I'm Sam Walker. She's Simone Roche. And the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Oh.